Welcome back to the Daniel Muggleton podcast. It's me, I'm Daniel Muggleton. I'm the guy. Uh, real fast intro this week because we have a lot of podcasts to dip into. Thanks to everybody who came to my show at the Canberra Comedy Festival yesterday. The biggest crowd I've ever had in Canberra. Thanks for that. I appreciate it. Uh, and we're moving on swiftly to the Melbourne International Comedy Festival. That's where I'll be from Tuesday, March 29th until April 23rd. I think it's like 24 shows. It's the new show. I keep emphasizing that because people keep asking, is it the same material I've seen before? Nah, unless uh, you're some kind of psycho who caught me at Perth or Adelaide or Canberra. If you see me in Melbourne, it will be an hour of brand new material. Tickets available at my website, www.danielmuggleton.com.au. It's the .au. I had the .com. I let it lapse because I'm a dummy. But... Uh, the other thing I want to say really quickly, thank you so much for supporting this podcast. Remember, I put it out there. I asked you, I told you I wanted 100 downloads in a day and we achieved it last Monday. Even after a bloody hiatus, we achieved it. 111 downloads last Monday. Uh, but like all pieces of shit, now it's time for me to move the goalpost. Can we get 200 can we get 200 downloads in a day? That would be a fucking cracker. Uh, please keep telling people about the podcast, liking and rating. I see the ratings. I see the five stars and I appreciate it. Uh, I would also like to say thanks for reaching out to Alison and Jen. Uh, they dropped me an email each and I do appreciate it. Uh, still nobody needing advice. Still every listener on the podcast fucking killing it. So no bad advice to dole out. But if you do want to get in touch like they did, it is dan at danielmuggleton.com.au. And just quickly, Alison asked for some Melbourne Comedy Festival show recommendations. Uh, she said for Friday the 31st, but I think most people are there for the whole month. Uh, we do have a guest coming up on today's episode, Rohan Ganju. We're doing some jokes for geologists with him. Um, he's not on that night, but I would like to recommend my mate Sam Campbell, who I think is one of the absolute funniest people in the world. You won't be disappointed there. Uh, and just a, a, a recent wreck, I guess, is uh, Mr. Guy Montgomery from New Zealand. Uh, we just did a little festival club show together at the Canberra Comedy Festival, and he was fucking great. So, he's in good form. Go check him out. Uh, I also saw Larry Dean's show. Larry is a hilarious dude out of Scotland. Um, structurally, just an absolutely incredible show. Like, sure, you can do an hour of jokes, uh, but what Larry did was incredibly impressive, really using the hour to structure this show and pull the rug out from under your feet in multiple funny ways. Funny ways. That's how we did it. It wasn't just structure for structure's sake. So those are three recommendations. Allison, uh, I hope you can check out one of them. Now, let's get into this week's episode real fast. Uh, I'm talking, and I can't believe I'm doing this, a bit of fucking cancel culture uh, because Alfie Brown, a UK comedian, is copping some heat this week. And, you know, I don't really want to talk about anything uh, that he did or anything happening to him too specifically. I just want to talk about this weird phenomenon hopefully something that is coming to an end. So check that out. It's a bit sincere. I apologize, uh, but it's 20 minutes and you get through it. Other than that, it is joke writing time with Rohan Ganju. Five topical jokes for geologists uh, <laughs> compared to the professional joke writing precision of Tom Whitcomb. Uh, Gange is a much looser unit. He's one of my very good friends. He's an incredible joke writer. So it was very fun crafting some jokes for geologists with him. And I think it's funny if you know, as you listen to us go through it, um, arguably the hardest I've bombed at the geology gig. <laughs> Absolutely fucking ate it on Zoom to stone silence. So enjoy our enthusiasm leading to an absolute shocker of a gig. But to get us there, to get us in, it's of course the beautiful boys from Verticoli. So last week we talked about five things that happened this week. Let's narrow it down to one. It's a slow week. Let's jump in. There's a British comedian called Alfie Brown 
who is currently being cancelled over there on Twitter. Uh, I know what most of you are thinking. A, I'm not sure who Alfie Brown is. B, he's getting cancelled. Why haven't I heard? C, holy shit, people are still on Twitter. Yeah, it's all happening. Um, He was doing a work in progress show. He has uh, offended a lady at the show. She has then come on Twitter and talked about a comedian anonymously uh, that has offended her throughout the show. He's jumped in and said, hey, that was me. This is what happened. I want to give my side of the story. And then as a result of that, a bunch of people have piled on Alfie, gone through his back catalog, clipped up any questionable jokes, of which there are a few, foreshadowing, and put them all on Twitter. Everyone's piled on, trying to get his work cancelled, calling him a cunt, calling him a nepo baby because his parents are in the industry, blah, blah, blah. Cancel culture, right? That's that's what that's what the umbrella term is. That's what every headline in, let's be honest, online-only publications who are covering this are calling it. Uh, I want to talk about it. Now, that is actually quite a stretch for me because I'll be honest, I don't think I find anything less interesting than the idea of cancel culture uh, for reasons I will get into. Um But I kind of feel compelled to say something on it because as a comedian, that seems to be what people think I'm up against on a daily basis. That's (laughs) like everyone, just because of the way that the media really only covers comedy in, in terms of a cancellation type story. Like that's the only time we ever make a front page. It's never, uh, Dave Chappelle tells really excellent pull back and reveal story continued page five. Like it's never that it's that Dave Chappelle says stuff about trans people again. They're upset story page three, blah, blah, blah. Right. It's that's just how comedy is covered in the media. Um, And I, I do understand why to a degree, because it gets clicks, baby, it gets clicks. Cancel culture, such an easy click because Either you're a person who thinks cancel culture is bullshit and everyone should be able to say whatever. So you click on the article to be like, ah, these fucking woke pieces of shit. Or you're a person who gets offended by things and you click on the article to be offended and then be able to jump online and be like, ah, that person should never be allowed to work again, right? It's, It's like the sheer polar points of view means that everybody's clicking because everyone wants to get upset for their reason uh so therefore the banner ads get more eyeballs and the paper makes more money and let's be honest it's not a paper it's an online only publication is that clear so the reason i wanted to talk about it is because i i don't like the idea of cancel culture in two respects the first respect is i think it's you know, it's misleading. Like, cancel nobody, two people throughout this whole thing, from me too until now, have been genuinely canceled. Two people. First one, Harvey Weinstein. Second one, Kevin Spacey. That's right. I'm not even including Cosby, because guess what? He's out of jail and on tour, right? <laughs> like, Bill Cosby sent to jail for horrific sexual misconduct is out and touring. Like even he isn't canceled, right? And Weinstein and Spacey were canceled for their conduct rather than their body of work. What's happening to Alfie at the moment is something happened at a live show. People have trawled through his old material and they're attempting to take away his future work based on that old material. Now, that's what I mean about cancel culture not being real. Like people talk about Louis being canceled. He's just done a worldwide theater slash arena tour. He's won a Grammy for the show he did after being canceled. Like I think I think it was literally called Sorry. <laughs> you know, like that that ain't a cancellation. Like what cancel culture, at least the way that it's used, like what that really denotes is for a while. The internet, sometimes this bleeds into real life, but mostly the internet targets one person and tries to make their life worse. I think that's the easiest way to describe it. Like it's broad enough 
to cover the fact that like they'll get in contact with venues, they'll pressure them to uh, not allow the person to perform at them while also, you know, messaging their friends, their family, their wives, their children, like horrible shit in order to punish them for something that they've done. Like really, it is just the metaverse version of the person in the shackles with their head in the, in the wood in the town square where you throw tomatoes at them. Like that's, that's really what it's become because as I said, it's, it's only cost two people their career. Nobody else. Like everyone else still has a career. Um, some people have had the pivot, which I find one of the funniest instances of like, these guys are like, we won. Like <laughs> we won in terms of making this other central slash left-wing person pivot towards the right, gain an audience uh, substantially bigger than the one they previously had and now they're championing their point of view. So like the point of view you disagree with is now being amplified based on your conduct. Good on you, I guess. Everyone fucking had a win there. Now, the, the thing with Alfie, I guess, that bothers... It doesn't... The specific instance of Alfie Brown doesn't bother me beyond the fact that it was a work in progress show where this all began. I do work in progress shows. I've said things at work in progress shows that I regret saying. Uh, that's why it's a work in progress. Like you're up there. You've got an idea that you're trying to get across. Sometimes the idea is good. The wording is bad. Sometimes the wording is good. The idea is bad. And either way, you walk off, you go home, you listen to the recording of the work in progress show and you're like, hey, probably won't say that one again, you know? But you tell the audience, you give them a cheap ticket, you're like, this is what we're coming to see. Like, Alfie's show is called Red Flags Galore. Like, it's all in the title, you know? Like, this is a show where a person is going to say things that a lot of people would consider unacceptable and attempt to draw humor from them. Like, that's not every comedian, but certainly that is a style of comedy that I consider pretty close to my heart. I think that's the kind of comedy that I'm trying to do. Like, I don't feel the need to have any input on a situation that is inherently funny. Like, a monkey, you know, on a branch smelling its own finger after scratching its ass and falling off doesn't need anything from me. <laughs> That's done. That's done completely on its own. You can watch the video without sound and you'll still laugh. Daniel Moggleton entirely unnecessary in that context. However, 9-11, if you're laughing at 9-11 like as in the video, of 9-11, like the video of the planes crashing into the towers, you're in need of some serious help. But I didn't realize this until recently. I think in every single one of the album slash specials I've released, I make a 9-11 joke. Usually the first joke I make is about 9-11. I'm not as into 9-11 as that would suggest. It's just like a dark thing that has occurred a sad thing and i'm attempting to draw humor from that thing right and that's what alfie's doing that's what he's doing up there he's done it at the work in progress what's happened at the work in progress is that he has gone on i assume an aside uh about the uk labor the the former uk labor leader jeremy corbyn about the i'm not going to say rampant i'm just going to say consistent accusations of anti-Semitism around Jeremy Corbyn. Now, I'll give you the full transparency from me. I don't really know what happened there. I remember in the UK, that was a thing because he was the leader while I was living in the UK. Everyone always said that Jeremy Corbyn was anti-Semitic. I never did the required reading to form an opinion either way. All I think is that if he has been unable to dispel these rumors in five plus years like if these things still just stick around after five plus years then there might be a little bit of substance there you know like when that rumor is so pervasive 
and it is imperative to your success as a politician to dispel it and you're paying people probably combined salaries in the millions of pounds in order to get people to think that you're not an anti-Semite and you can't achieve that, then there's probably a little bit of, little bit of fire there. You know, where there's smoke, there's fire. So that's what I'm saying about that. He said this in the show. A lady in the crowd who is Jewish said, oh, well, I'm Jewish. I guess you want to have a go at me then. And he's like, well, no, I was actually talking about the anti-Semitism. And then, you know, whatever's happened in the room's happened in the room. Unless there's a video, uh, who knows? Who knows what actually went down in the room? She's gone on Twitter, talked about a comedian anonymously. Alfie, silly move, has jumped in being like, I think she's talking about me and here's what actually happened. And then the supporters of Jeremy Corbyn have been like, let's go through every single thing that Alfie has ever done in order to find something wrong like that's what that's what these kind of i don't want to call them low rent cancellations but like these cancellations of people that aren't a household name what it generally amounts to in my experience is a lot of people on twitter trawling through everything you've ever done in order to find like a a mistake a a bad thing you know an an unjustifiable act and then they're going to publish that next to, isn't this guy a cunt? And then all those other people are going to amplify it. It's going to go around the echo chamber until suddenly you're this trending topic. People are clicking through. They're seeing a clip of you doing or saying something <laughs> that is like out of context or in context. I don't fucking know. Horrific. And then they jump in and it amplifies and it amplifies and it amplifies. And then you give an apology saying, Obviously, I regret that. And then everybody there says, oh, your apology sucks. <laughs> That's, to, to, for me, my absolute favorite thing about cancel culture or like this idea of cancel culture is the inevitable appearance of a screenshot of the notes section on your phone with you saying, I was wrong, I apologize And this is after, you know, days, hours, weeks, whatever of everyone asking for an apology. And then immediately everybody says that your apology is not enough. (laughs) It's brutal. It is like just it's like fucking clockwork. Yet for some reason, everybody just fucking jumps in. And I'm not saying the apology is insincere. Like I read Alfie's apology. He was like, I really agree that material was a mistake. Uh, I think you guys are spot on for calling me out on it. Sorry. And then everyone's like, fuck you. That's not good enough. I don't care if it was a while ago. It wasn't a while enough ago. I've never been able to figure out when it was a while enough ago. Like we've never hit it yet. We've, no one's ever, no one's ever, no 95 year old has committed some kind of contemporary uh, misdeed and then jumped on the note section of their phone with size 87 font and said, I'm so sorry, it was 1927 and things were different back then. I have changed. And everyone's like, ah, yeah, reasonable. (laughs) That's what it's going to take, I guess. I don't fucking know. But I just, this is the thing. I, I fail. And by the way, I refuse to kind of suggest that cancel culture operates from the left wing or the right wing. I think the origin is definitely the left wing, but then the right wing realized just how effective it was. And I don't know if you know this about the right wing. Uh, They fucking love winning. So they'll do whatever tactic is required to win. So they're going, hey, canceling people is actually fucking sick. Let's do that shit. So now it's just both of them going at the other side. And I just don't know what the point is. Like, because Alfie's going to be fine. Like, He's, he's going to probably, he's probably feeling terrible wherever he is in the world at the moment, like to have what feels like the entire internet calling you a cunt for a week cannot be a pleasant experience, but he's going to get through it. He's going to do shows again. None of these people who are engaged in this were probably ever going to go to his shows anyway. And if they did some through some cosmic circumstance make it to his shows, they would not have enjoyed them. So like that's just 
kind of a no harm, no foul scenario, you know? He's going to have this weird little check mark, this weird little asterisk against his name, like, you know, Barry Bonds with the home run record. You know, I'm like, I think there was something with steroids there. Like, I'm not 100%, but there's something. Like, and everything's just going to continue. And I just, I just can't see the point. Like, I can't see the end goal for any of this. Because, like, he has to play his part of saying sorry, and then he'll lay low for a little bit. Or if you're, if you're following some of the classic people who are cancelled, just work exclusively in Europe for a bit. Like, <laughs> not just Polanski, by the way. Like, Louis went to Europe when all that shit was happening and just worked quietly in Europe. Because turns out you only get cancelled in English. You know, like, cancelled is an English word. You can work the Italian circuit, French circuit, Polish circuit, whatever the fuck you want. They don't give a shit, right? So, like, Alfie will be fine. Um, all the people who defended Jeremy Corbyn will be fine. Like, they'll probably still like Jeremy Corbyn. Jeremy Corbyn will be fine. Like, a lot of people will still think he's an anti-Semite. Uh, a lot of people will still think he's not an anti-Semite. He still won't come to power, which is fucking remarkable, given the shape of the conservatives in the UK. They can't oust them. But that's not important. Just, what's the point? Like... It's not a cancellation. His career isn't over. It's like a suspension from sport, like in the AFL where you get like, you know, someone with a high shot on the bump and you get a week out. Uh, so you just have to sit on the sideline for a week. You don't get to do any gigs and you're straight back in there with pay. It doesn't really affect you financially. You feel like a naughty boy, I guess, for a while. Like if, if the aim is just to make a human being feel like shit for a while, then I think that's achieved through this method of cancellation um if the aim is to make everybody who puts themselves out there really terrified about putting themselves out there that's probably achieved to a degree as well like i certainly i like i don't i don't think there's anything there that is particularly damaging. Like if you were to go through my old albums, if you would go through the old specials, like I don't really think there's like a joke there that if you put out would really cost me, but who knows? Like you take it out of context, you string some lines together, you skip out a bit in the middle. Like, like half of my shit is based on tone. <laughs> half of my shit is based on tone. Like you put subtitles on there, I, I could really come off like a bit of a cunt, you know? Like if if you're being ironic in something you're saying and the way that it's seen is with, like, you know, any of that shit where it's just quoted, like in a tweet, like, fuck. I forget who, I forget who said that. Somebody was like, you take any joke and you just quote it out of context with like just quotation marks against an otherwise earnest article and fuck me, you seem like a bit of a dog. I just... I just don't understand the end goal of this thing because in my head, if this succeeds, if this just kind of continues, like I don't think it is going to continue. I think there's kind of an understand, like, you know, these, most people wouldn't have even known that this thing happened with Alfie. The only reason I know is because I'm in comedy. I'm in like, I was in UK comedy and that's what has kind of dominated the UK comedy section of Twitter for the last three days. Not even the last three days, maybe like two days ago, Today, nothing, you know? Like, it moves on so quick. But I think really, like, the kind of people, like, if, if they're looking for people who are beyond reproach, that seems to be the idea. Like, nobody should have success unless they are kind of perfect. Like, unless they just haven't done these bad things in the past. Um, personally, I don't know if those people exist, but if they do... Like, I don't necessarily want them to be in positions of power or success because if you've never done anything wrong, then it'd probably be very hard to have empathy for literally everyone else who has done something wrong, you know? Like, it's always the people who think they're always right that are the biggest assholes. Um, and the other thing is, apart from them, the other people who are going to succeed in this environment are the people who can cover their tracks the best. <laughs> like not necessarily the people who haven't done anything wrong, but the people who are able to scrub their internet history, scrub their personal life 
in a way to make it seem like nothing bad has ever happened. Like, just because there's no blood doesn't mean there wasn't a murder. It just means some cunt had a lot of bleach. That seemed like an oddly specific example. I was just kind of trying to remember your Law and Order SVU, your Dexter's there. Like, I... <laughs> I don't have a literal skeleton in the closet and, you know, a bleach membership. I'm fucking bleach membership. Shut the fuck up, Dan. Like a Bunnings membership, but like it's all bleach. You see the point I was trying to make there. Either way, the outcomes aren't good. I think, I think the main thing is that I think it's kind of a drip down of American politics, like this kind of idea of bipartisanship being weakness somehow. So people just have this dogmatic, like, we're becoming an increasingly secular society in that we're less religious apart from America, which just gets more fucking religious. Did you, did you know God bless these United States came in in like 58? That isn't a relic of the past. That's something they decided to include recently. Not important. Amer- <laughs> Sorry. The religiousness of America is something that suddenly dawned on me and it's fucking frightening. But this, by, this, this partisanship in American politics, this like my side or else is creeping into discourse because America kind of leads this English speaking global discourse, right? That's kind of where they're at. And so, you know, the idea that someone who supports Jeremy Corbyn, it's not just enough to support Jeremy Corbyn. Part of that is this fucking scorched earth approach to anybody who dares reproach Jeremy Corbyn even indirectly, even after the fact that they're going to take time to like, I'm talking, these guys get screen, have screenshots of Alfie's tweets from like 2013. Like this guy's a comedian. Surely he's got at least 5,000, 10,000 tweets out there. And these are people who supposedly have other things in their life scrolling through a timeline with kind of like a CIA analyst level of devotion in order to stop Alfie Brown performing at Up the Creek Comedy Club this Friday and costing him 180 quid? Really? Like this, this is what's a valuable use of our time? All right, so full transparency, I actually recorded another ending <laughs> to this kind of section of the podcast and I was unhappy with it. The main thing I want to get across about this is... Heaven forbid you are ever in a position where the internet is coming after you. Maybe not on the same scale as a professional comedian, but it's gonna stop. Like, it is gonna stop. The one thing in Dave Chappelle's most recent special, which, you know, obviously had all the trans material that got everybody up in arms, there was one thing in that that I thought was just such a lovely thing to point out like something that it's nice to have in my back pocket is he said, Twitter's not a real place. I know I'm talking about Twitter specifically because that tends to be where this fucking discourse, this just kind of pile on discourse lives. Twitter's not a real place. So the one thing is if you ever think the internet is coming after you in this complete and total sense, because let's be honest, our phones are just a vague connection of our being at this point and if it's fucking binging with notification after notification calling you a cunt saying you're a despicable person it is hard to completely water off a duck's back that shit i think that's why the internet pile on is something that people find so easy to engage in because they don't see the damage they're doing like i'm lucky enough to have never been in a fight I've never been near a fight taking place, really. Violence is not something I enjoy, even as a spectator. I know. A comedian who's got a podcast who isn't a UFC fan. Holy shit, how's he going to make money without sports betting ads? Not important. I'm just, I don't like that kind of violence. But I think the one thing in a pile-on is that you can see the damage that's being done to someone. Like, if there's a group of people kicking someone while they're down... There is an increasing amount of blood, bruising, whatever, to the point where as a bystander, someone's probably going to jump in and be like, hey, as a person who's involved in the kicking of them, they're going to be like, hey, that's enough. Like this, this is enough. Whereas the internet, there's enough degrees of separation that you can somehow 
keep going, like keep going without any idea of the consequence, like without any idea that there is like another person on the end of that screen name who is just being beaten down with all this shit. I don't really want to talk about cancel culture. I didn't want to talk about it, but it felt so compelled because it's just such a perfect kind of example of what's happening. Like some part of the internet is angry at one guy one day and it just kind of takes off and it dies as quick as it takes off. Like this thing's up and down within 72 hours, but there's a human being just sitting there on the end of that having to fucking emotionally deal with it. Like, you know, logically, I'm sure Alfie knows that he's coming out the other side and it's fine. But emotionally, it's very hard to just kind of deal with that. And I just, for someone who, I want to say this right. The idea of people being canceled for past conduct came from a place of empathy and the idea that now its manifestation is just this callous disregard for anybody apart from their sense of feeling right, like their any their feeling of being powerful, like it's such a shame. <laughs> it's just such a shame that that's become normalized. And in amongst these clickbaity articles about the cancellation of comedians, there's other articles about people legitimately harming themselves, like teenagers, people in show business harming themselves because of the pile-on. And the second that that takes place, everyone comes out. The same cunts who were just telling people to kill themselves on Twitter three days earlier, being like, that's too far, it shouldn't have happened, we need to be better. Where the fuck's that? That's... That's the thing I want. That's the one I want. The person going through the tweets, looking at the person who's just told someone like that they're a piece of shit and they deserve to die. And then that person dies. And it's the same fucking person jumping on to be like, hey, you guys took it too far. Ugh. Is that too sincere? It just bothers me. Like, why? Why, when you can't see someone's face, do you just forget that there's a fucking... It's like, why everyone's a cunt while they're driving? They're not, they're not a person. They're a Kia Sorento. And I hope that Kia Sorento crashes into a fucking tree. Anyway, I hope Alfie's okay. Uh, I'm sure I will see him soon at some point. And, you know, please stop talking about cancel culture. Because if you give it no oxygen then these weird cunts will stay on Twitter where they belong. All right. Now to something completely different. I'm writing jokes again. The geologists need to laugh. And I've got one of my funniest mates joining in. His name is Rohan Ganju. Let's get to that. Rohan Ganju, uh, my friend. My friend? We're friends. We've hung out in real life. We've Absolutely. done it all. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And, and not only, I thought who... I consider you a good friend. A good friend. Oh, thanks. Thanks, man. It's not mutual, but sure. Like, that's fine. <laughs> um, no. So, I, I thought who better to do this segment with than someone who I, I would say for the length of our friendship, we have called each other on the phone just like this and run yeah. jokes past each other at, you know, points of varying convenience in our lives. Absolutely. So I mean, um, it's the foundation of the friendship because you live so far away. <laughs> I thought the foundation of the friendship was that we both did MDMA at the closing night party for the Melbourne Comedy Festival and punched each other in the arm during Killing in the Name. I thought that was the basis I mean, of the friendship. That, I thought this came second. That was the meet cute. <laughs> Wait, meet cute? Yeah, it's a rom-com expression. Right. I I thought it was like some kind of millennial consensual meeting thing. <laughs> I thought, I no, thought it was like that angle. <laughs> no, it's for like movies. It's how you describe the scene where they charmingly bump into each other. And, you know, like in Harry Matt Sally, when they have to drive to wherever they met New York. Sure, 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 sure. Anyway, sure. though. Okay, that was our meet cute. Well, that was cute. It was a very fun, a fun memory of, of younger, younger men, men with Absolutely. better physiques. 
uh, and more <laughs> optimism. That's what we were. I am getting exhausted just hearing it now. Saying like, <laughs> oh, why? Why did I ever do that? How, um, how, yeah. How's your hairline going? Because mine's hanging on by a thread, but I think yours is good. You seem to have a nice, thick, good coverage. Is yeah, that, is that correct? I'm, I'm going all right for now. Well, very, um, very Gandhi, my last name means bald in Hindi, so I feel like it's. It's coming. Does it? Does it? Does it actually? Or are you doing that thing? Yeah, yeah. That people do to white people no, where they true. lie. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that's something that gets done to white people. Um, no. Um, nice. Well done. No, no, One that's all? a true story. Yeah, that's okay. a true story. Um, okay. Not story. Cool. True okay. fact. Good. Well, look, I'm, I'm, I'm glad for you. I hope, I hope it remains. Um, all right. All so my let's... pubes are grey. <laughs> Just lovely, lovely necessary addendum uh, to that conversation. <laughs> well done. Um, so, I got, I got my, I got my geology, my geology show coming up, where I entertain. I would argue one of the most difficult comedy crowds in Australia. Uh, a panel of geologists Geologist. at four p.m. Like the the yeah. dream. But I got my four topical jokes, and I, I thought you might be able to help. I thought you might be able to get me over the line on this one. Do you want to? Do you want to just dive of in? Of course, it's what I'm here for. Let's do it. <laughs> All right, so the first one, um, I, I, lo- I like this story a lot. It's um, an analysis of Beethoven's hair samples have revealed that the famous composer... Finally. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's been so long. Um, but he drank himself to death. He was a big alcoholic, okay. big party boy, this Beethoven. He also had type 2 diabetes. I don't know if related to the alcohol consumption. But apparently he lived quite a poor life and they've analyzed that. And so I got a fun joke about Beethoven's <laughs> alcoholism. Hair. The hair. Yeah, right. Yeah. See so if he if it was um, if he was a Ganju, if he was bald, there would have been no analysis and everyone would have thought of him as such a good boy. <laughs> it would be funny right, if the they could, Oh sorry, you go. Yeah. No, you say yeah. I was just like it'd be funny if the flip was that oh actually sorry, there's been a mix up. It was the hair from Beethoven the dog from the Beethoven film franchise. <laughs> That motherfucker is in Hollywood. He's wasted all the time. He's like the Charlie Sheen of dogs. <laughs> um, yeah, it's like they've used a lot of technology to prove that a musician died from drinking. Ah, thanks, guys. <laughs> all right, so that's story number one. Story number two is, uh, look, it's, it's not a specific story, this one. It's just the protests in France uh, against yeah. raising the age of retirement. Have you heard about this? This is all happening this week because currently... Yeah, yeah. The retirement age in France. Do you know what it is? Do you know what it is currently? It's like 50 or something, right? It's It's, something crazily low. It's 62. It is 62. 62, It's not as crazy low as this goddamn liberal media would have you believe. Um, (laughs) Okay. And they want to raise it to 64. Um, Just fun facts. Denmark and Greece. 64. To 64. They want to bump it up two years, yeah. It's what it takes to just have a nice... Life is just constant protests and riots. <laughs> I mean, it's a good point, right? Like Australia will never protest anything, which is by the time they that would we're raise old. it to eighty tomorrow, and like <laughs> we would just be like, "Oh, I don't know about that. Give us a fair shake, but do like nothing." <laughs> yeah, absolutely nothing. Uh, is there something about the French are so horny? The way you could get it past them is raise it to sixty-nine. <laughs> I mean, this is the kind of hard-hitting political stuff these geologists like. <laughs> that's 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 like they call that a double major you know it's like two specialties at once um it's like igneous and sedimentary put it up both Ugh. oh is that yuck wow. i don't know i, I apologize <laughs> uh, they're, lo- they're lovely people i feel bad about them um, i i sent i sent the last one of these i did to the person who organizes these geology things be like this is fine right and she's like yeah, yeah it's funny it's all good just like maybe be nicer and i'm like okay <laughs> <laughs> reasonable well, reasonable man, feedback because you know, i do like it i've been doing these for three years people of science yeah i've been doing i've been doing these for a while they're, they're, they are actually nice yeah. some of them come on my live shows now it's very confusing anyway um, i'm not i'm not coming at these geologists i'm i'm trying to help them with my jokes that's true that's true you're you're on their side uh the the yeah. rock side uh, i've never done anything <laughs> about like dwayne the rock johnson to them i don't know if they'd get the reference um but it would be the fun. rock the Rock, yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. He's pretty underground cult figure. <laughs> well, I don't know about I don't know if you know about geologists, but they're incredibly underground. Um, there you go. Good, good mining um, industry chat there. Um, I was saying something about having sex with a geologist. You're between a rock and a hard place. So I don't know. 
Well, um, I've got my one joke. I forget whether I said this on the last one, but it was like, how do geologists like their whiskey on the rocks? How do geologists like their marriages on the rocks? Uh, uh, how do geologists like their, their hobby boats on the rock? You can just keep going. Um, third, yeah, yeah. third news story. Third news story. Uh, child marriage ban bill. Sorry, I should. <laughs> that's just That was just yeah. like four nouns in a row. Child. Yeah. So there's a ban. There's there's a bill attempting to ban child marriage in the state of West Virginia in America that has failed. That is that is essentially the story there. Uh, they tried. Oh, I'm sorry, to, I have to go get on a plane to West Virginia. Then. <laughs> no matter what time you to arrive. Stop these child marriages. <laughs> oh, of course. Sorry. Oh my. God. I jump. I I could only apologize there. I thought I thought you were trying to marry and uh, consummate a child. What do you think I've- some kind of edge lord, bad idiot, <laughs> doing a joke like that. Uh, so that's that one. Fourth one. Um, reality TV star and potential murderer Tiger King, Joe Exotic, has announced his bid for the president of the United States running in 2024. That's another story. Isn't he in prison? Is he? I never watched it. Okay. I, anyway, go on. Can you... I, I assumed if you'd been incarcerated, you couldn't run for president. Is that not a thing in the States? It would, it's like, I would assume it's a thing just because of logic, but then I don't know, man, maybe not. Yeah. Interesting. I really thought that was. But maybe it's like, was his thing overturned or something? Maybe if you get exonerated, it all kind of doesn't count. I don't know. Mm. The only one I know for sure is the, you have to be born a US citizen. Like you have to, like Schwarzenegger could never run. That was the thing because he, he became one. Yeah. But you have to be like born. Yeah. In America. So next next one. Um, you can pay with your palm at Panera Bread. So you don't need a physical card or a phone. The US Cafe has added the Amazon scanning system to select locations. So you can just well, wave your you hand. You know where my pays. brain is immediately going. <laughs> I mean, look, I, I've honestly... I've been paying with my palm every, everywhere. <laughs> what, is in the five-finger discount? No, as in I've been jerking people off. <laughs> So you've been uh, jerking people to completion in exchange for goods. That's the that's the joke. In exchange there. for yeah, bread. It's so it's so funny the contrast because the first one I did of these was with Tom Whitcomb, who's known to wear a suit on stage, and just the yeah. shift in tone between him and yeah. you, palpable. When you say the palm thing, my first thought is it's like something like, yeah, I've been paying with my palm everywhere. I just, just squirt a little lotion in it first. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, for the 4 p.m. geology market, I just don't think it's yeah. going to get across the line. Remember, I get you, I get you. Remember in the brief when I was like, this is essentially corporate clean material. Do you do a lot yeah, of corporates? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> do you work in a lot um, of corporates? I do them interstitially where I get booked for a corporate and then <laughs> they don't book me for another one for a long while and then they kind of forget what happened <laughs> last time. Look, it sounds, it sounds like a very good system. Last one. Um, last premise, uh, the chat GPT, you know, the AI thing, um, got me a date in one hour, men using the chatbot to generate dating profiles and responses to potential matches. And, uh, some people think Um, that's dishonest. So that's, that's that one. Someone's, they're taking the honesty out of dating profiles. (laughs) All right. So this, you got, this is the list. This is just the list at the top. And now we you. could now we could run through, riff riff this thing out and find the truth. I I do I think Beethoven, the Beethoven yeah. that's the one that kind of jumped out to me, uh, most easily. Yeah. Um, so yeah. as the analysis of the Beethoven's hair samples revealed the famous composer drank himself to death. Uh, I mean the clues were there in the names of his symphony, uh, symphonies for anyone to see. Uh, hey mate, is this your ninth? Uh, I think you'll find it's my fifth. You get it. He's like, <laughs> he's, 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 uh, lowering the number of drinks he's had and his symphonies are named after numbers. That's the, that's the joke there. I mean, fifth, fifth of vodka is more of an American term, but it's like, should have been Beethoven's fifth of vodka or something like that. But that's the same joke. Um, yeah, something about that's why I'm going to go bald. I go, are you, like add the, add the bald thing in. I didn't, I didn't realize going bald was just like a lovely cloak. <laughs> Like, you know, yeah. nobody, nobody knows, nobody knows the truth about you in a thousand years. Um, yeah. Um, the thing I said about they've wasted all this money just to tell us that a musician 
died from drinking too much. Yeah, I think I could definitely tag it, you know, with that, just add a little extra. The one thing with these, just because of the way the show works, yeah. is like just the punchline, yeah. like obvious, obvious punchline. Let them know when it is. So I could probably do your one in the middle, I reckon. So I could be like, drank himself to death. Um, yeah. I, can't be- I can't believe they had to spend millions of dollars to prove that a musician got drunk. Um, yeah, yeah. And then, um, yeah, Hey Mate, is this your ninth? I think you'll find it's my fifth. The only other one that I had was like like uh, like fur release, like the slur release, something like that. Slur release, like it's it's a pun. I, I, it I is don't a pun. know what slur release is. Fur release, I think, is the name of his fifth symphony. I'm pretty sure. Okay, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't know that. Um, yeah, something about like then they analyzed uh, Mozart's hair, and he. Uh, Died of like opiates, or I, that's a bit too dark. But you know something about another musician whose hair they analyze. Oh yeah, you could do like an equivalent little thing. That could be fun. Yeah, like another another famous um, composer. <clears throat> who else, who else is there? Bach, Beethoven, Mozart. Like Bach, is, that, is that it? Beethoven, Mozart. But then what's another funny thing to find out they died? I mean, because I'm yeah. I mean, there's punchlines I could give you, but then you can't use any of them. So. <laughs> Well, this is the thing. This um, is the this is the challenge. Keep it clean. Keep it classy. Yeah. Um, so you couldn't even sort of like see like uh, they analyze Mozart's hair. Turns out he Hutchinson himself. Yeah. No. Absolutely not. No. That's <laughs> that's just no. That's not gonna go. Um, okay. Yeah. Um, I mean, the only the only uh, one I could think of is they analyzed Bach's hair samples and found traces of sap because he's named after a tree. You get Bach. Hello, we're uh, doing this. But that's yeah. That's what? horrible. <laughs> I think it's bad. I th- don't be wrong. I think that's bad. But I'm just that trying to um, trying to go down no, the rabbit hole with you. Flowing, yeah. Um, uh, no, because you can't do anyone who's like actually died recently or something like that. Oh wait, 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 um, wait! I got it! I got it! I got yeah. it! I'm excited. The lightning bolt has hit. Yeah, nah. This is it. It's the flip. We're missing the flip. It's just like I'm excited for when Keith Richards dies and they analyze his cocaine samples for traces of hair. Bang. <laughs> Flip it. Done. There Flip reverse. Go. Out. That's Done. Right. Yeah. I gotta tell that I gotta yeah, write that yeah. down now. Keith Richards. Oh yeah. Traces. That's funny. Um I think I think you get away with saying cocaine to Joe. Jo- no, it's not. I'm not condoning it. I'm just saying that musicians do cocaine. I think that's fine. Um, I, you're the one who's being such a pansy about this. Hey, like I'm just being a pro, baby. These these <laughs> these Zoom these Zoom gigs are these Zoom gigs are drying up, right? I'm, I'm clinging up. Holding a mirror to society, Daniel, <laughs> where the truth tellers talk about Michael Hutchins. Oh yeah, just um, Michael no, Hutchins. No. What a ref. Analyze cocaine samples for traces of hair. That's a joke right there. That is. That's, um, that's great. I love like, um, it. The sheer joy of actually getting like a joke like i know that you've obviously yeah. written many many brilliant one-liners so probably less fun for you but just for me like everything i say is just so rambling and weird but like no, sometimes you're just like it's a joke baby it's a it, no fucking I, split I, it any way you want that's a joke all right okay, so what great. so get let's number two that's the french protest one the french protest one i'll be honest i think it's pretty weak like just to give you the ones yeah. that where i'm at i think my beethoven one and the child marriage band are pretty good and some of them have got absolutely nothing. And the French one is like pretty weak. Basically, what I've got for the French is uh, protesting to stop the thing, uh, ironically, working harder than they ever have in their actual jobs. And then yeah. um, I, wanted, I wanted it, like, you know, because the French values are liberty, equality, and I wanted fraternity. like... Fraternity. Yeah, but fraternity to be like something kind of leisurely. Like, but I couldn't... I didn't let. Oh, so the best the best I had was eternity, like not work, like you retiree. know what I mean. Like retiree, retiree, that's good. I tried to do that in my head like seven times, and I just couldn't get the syllables right. And retiree, so, yeah, perfect. This is maybe not a heavy like a punchline enough punchline, but something about like um the fucking uh. They they're, they're real they're really sensitive about retirement because retiring is pretty much like surrendering to your job. Ah, oh, okay. So like the military thing. 
you know, the famous, I don't know if that's still a thing. My mom's English, so I get all this, like, <laughs> inherited anti-French sentiment of, like, you know, also just stuff like um, the way they managed to get the bill through is uh, they hid it under the soap. Hid it under the soap? That's like, yeah, see, that's some English shit, I guess. It's like, where do you hide something from the French under the soap? Oh, because they don't, they don't bar, bathe correctly. dirty Frenchmen, yeah, you know. Like, I love old-timey racism. It's so bizarre. Yeah, this is like England versus France, and then like you talk to French people, and they're like, that's all, all of those jokes are in French about English people. Well, it's like the same joke, back and forth. Literally, like, <laughs> where do you hide something from an English person? Under left like, you know. <laughs> Oh man, I didn't realize you're a natural French speaker though. That was beautiful stuff. Um, less so. Um, the I mean, <laughs> this is again maybe a bit esoteric, but like uh, a big proponent of it is the human statues. What? They've been standing there all day. <laughs> What the a human statue is French? Shit. No mimes, I guess. Okay, um, okay. Yeah, it's a French protest, so that's um, that. Could you something like that? Tried to. Oh, sorry, you tried go, you to go. wall the police inside an invisible glass box. Yeah, oh, I'm just trying to. I'm trying to think something about like the mimes. It's like they're refusing to speak or something like some. You know what I mean? Something like that. Just yeah, like, oh. um, they've got like some of some of the French protesters have uh, taken a vow of silence until this gets fixed. Uh, but in fairness, they were already mine. Yeah. What What about the? Do they ever do that thing where they tap on their watch? Is that a mime? Is that a mime move? Like, uh, I think it's mime is like glass box stuff mostly. Oh, they're like pulling things. Oh, they do that, don't they? Or, like they push through the. What about the main reason the French are pushing for a younger retirement age is because no one wants to see an old mime? <laughs> I quite like that, to be honest. That could just, be, I don't know. Just like, yeah, because nothing more depressing than an old mime. Yeah, like, they just be sad. Yeah, that's kind of... Because they're, they're, they're trying to push through the box. Because it hurts and you can't tell if it's like a bit... Well, wait, I'm, I'm in my head, they're, like, they're trying to push through the box and they can't because they're too old. Like the invisible boys are like, ah, like they're just not quite yeah, getting they it. they really want to break through the glass ceiling, but it's an invisible glass made by a mime or something. We'll go with that. All right, ne- next, the child, the child marriage. Do you want to go? And then after this one, I've got very ah, little direction to give you. I don't, yeah, it's tough without going into like a dark sort of or gross sort of thing. But then it is also like you don't want to because that would just be yucky. But yeah, I mean... Uh, well, what, what can you say? <laughs> it, I, rec- I reckon this might be done because, like, as you sad. said, as you said, you can get into like a dark place with it. But I think I've found like a very light-hearted, you know, ABC panel show take. Like mm-hmm. uh, the child marriage ban bill failed in West Virginia. It passed the lower house and the upper house, but was defeated in the Barbie Dream House. Come on, <sighs> that's a joke, right? Yeah. No. Kind of. Uh, I was happy with that. Um, if that's out, I'm in. I'm in trouble here. We've got three more premises with very little on the offering. Ca- <laughs> um, I don't know. I'm just like something about just like, yeah, you, you save money on the flower girl, or you know, just kind of like you know, in defense of child marriages, they are adorable. Yeah, I just I don't want to get into like that kind of, as you said, like the ick of it. Well, that's what I mean. Is it's like how do you like it? Yeah. I know. I, I when know. I when I saw it, I just had that Barbie Dreamhouse line because it was like the headline said "Defeated in the House." Um, uh, <laughs> defeated in the house because what the what the parents say is final, like or some shit like that. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, they said it was their house, their rules. Um, no, what about just like it was defeated in the house, but because it's about child marriage, it was the Barbie Dreamhouse. Uh yeah, so just kind of instead of the lower house and the upper house, just, it's just rephrase like it a little. Barbie Dream House. That's yeah, not bad. Instead of yeah, just um, instead of the kind of because I'm just I'm in the when you said it, I was just doing the logic in my head of like yeah, I get the the sort of reference, but then I'm not sure like yeah. But anyway, maybe just say it like that. But then also like you know, it's fine. Look, 
you know, I'm not going to. But then I, I kind of don't want to. It just makes me sad thinking about it. So I just kind of okay. don't even like. Okay. So you're like, maybe, maybe don't bring it. it up. You're like, maybe this is just a sad thing to mention. Um, maybe. Which I is mean, reasonable. Yeah. That's, that's a good, that's good feedback for especially the, this kind of thing. You know? The, jo- the joke is, the, I feel like the jokes would just be kind of, the part of it, the ri- ridiculous is just like, what the fuck is wrong with America? Yeah. But then, like, you know, it's like that sort of school shooting thing where you're like, God, I just kind of don't even want to think about it sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, like, to engage with it is much sadder than any joke could make you happy. Like, What the, about that is, like, um, all these children getting married in America, there's going to be a lot of uh, widowed men soon. Oh, oh. <laughs> It's four, it's four p.m. It's corporate. What are you doing to me? You're killing me here. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's dar- like, that's so much wait. darker than anything else we've done. <laughs> God, moving on. <laughs> it's like it's funny. I don't. What about what about this? Uh, the children, uh, the children were going to go out there to rock the vote, but unfortunately, they were grounded. Oh, yeah. It's 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 yeah. Maybe it's too dark. Maybe it's too dark. All right. Yeah, yeah. Moving on. Um, do you want to do you want to do you want to do you want to skip skip uh, Tiger King for a second? Jump to the palm because I got okay. I got um, with the palm thing, like the palm scanning. You know, I got I got nothing on it, but my my angle. Like it was kind of funny because it was like the opposite of your angle, which shockingly I didn't think. You know what? I should mention to these geologists uh, jerking off people. Uh, that's what, that's uh, what I was. Geologists that, get hand jobs. <laughs> Look, I'm going to put it out there. Wait that volcano to erupt. The like, metaphor is too perfect. <laughs> well, I have been told How that geology, geology is like a dwindling industry. They need more people <clears throat> to get into the industry. So I'm going to put it out there. Geologists do get hand jobs. Let's start that. Let's start that right here. Yeah, dude. Um, like, if you want to get a hand job, study some rock. <laughs> All right. So the palm scan. I was going to go the opposite. You should was... sell them shirts that say "Geologists get your rocks off" or something like that. Uh that'd that'd be like one of those university science like uh, yeah. you know OE sure kind exists. of t-shirts, surely. Like get yeah, your rocks yeah. off, be I'm a sure geologist or something. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, so the the palms paying. What's yours? So yeah, I was I was going like with the palms. I was going five finger discount, as in like. The palm is how you pay for something. The fingers are how you don't pay for something, right? Like that. That was my. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that That's was my approach. Like, but I don't like. Or like back in my day when we when we used our hands to pay for something, we didn't. Or you know what I mean? But like. Yeah. It doesn't. The the flip is a little bit unclean. If you got anything to reword that. Um. Yeah. Um. I was trying to think of something about like now, like a palm reading is like a potential like identity theft. Uh, oh, but what? A, no, I don't mind that. I love that angle, but I, I disagree with the take. I think it's like a palm reading. It's like going to an ATM to check your balance. Yeah. Palm reading now is, yeah, right. Yeah. Now your bank teller is the one doing the palm reading. Yeah. The bank teller and the fortune teller they in got, the same the visit. Te- yeah. <laughs> bank teller and fortune teller is funny. Yeah. They're going to have to, Hire all the fortune tellers at the bank as bank tellers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The palm like, reading is going to be how you check your balance. The good thing is they'll only have to change half of their business card. Well, I mean, what about like just fortune teller? It's like finally fortunes interpreted literally. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, that's funny. Um, um, yeah, which is which is yeah. good, good news for yeah, good news for uh, palm readers. Um, because now they can check your bank balance before you get the reading, so they know if you can pay. Yeah, that's funny. I like that. Um, um, yeah, that's good. Um, I just feel bad for these kids who, if they want to uh, sneak out and uh, like buy some, you know, buy some beer without their parents knowing, they have to wait till their dad falls asleep, then cut off his hand and come <laughs> back and sew it back on before he wakes up. Just the sheer commitment you're showing to pitching jokes I cannot use. Is Why so is impre- that? No, how you, sorry. You can't, how is that? you can't at 4 p.m. before like a lengthy, informative geology panel talk about cutting off your dad's hand to drink underage. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, okay, fine. Not drinking underage, but like just the, you know, it's it's not like I'm going into gory detail. I'm just saying like 
it's the classic, it's a turn on the, you used to pinch your dad's wallet to like sneak out and go and buy some candy or whatever. Now you're going to have to cut off his hand. Yeah, like a fake, I get it, like a fake ID. Now it's like just is, is someone else's hand. And you're like, oh, this is, this is me. Yeah. It's just like, but that, yeah, that, that hand doesn't look anything like your other hand. And it's like, yeah. uh, it's, a, it's, um, a, it's a scratch. It's just got these, all these scratches yeah. over the hand. Um, That's funny. Um, so I think we're there with the, yeah, with the fortune gonna, teller palm reader. I think we're good. And then the Tiger King thing, all I kind of remember is just like, uh, he's going to become the Tiger president. Oh, yeah, you're just going to... Like he's already a king. Isn't that kind of a demotion? Well, yeah, the, the, the angle I had on it, which I don't love, is that, you know, we've finally done it. The U.S. presidential election is actually the next season of The Apprentice. Like, you know what I mean? It's right. like reality TV yeah. start going for it. Donald Trump was the other guy. Like, you know what I mean? It's just Wait, like Kanye was? West is yeah, in it. No, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Um, it's like, this is what it yeah. is. No, I, yeah, I mean, but that's kind of just... It's, it's not like, really a joke. You know, I agree even, with so you. You're not even putting a twist on it. You're just pointing out how ridiculous it is. Yeah. Yeah. Like what it, about? It could uh, use a joke. Um, it could. It could use maybe a joke written by one Rohan Ganju. <laughs> um. <laughs> if I ever do like uh like geologists up late, you're my guy. Like I'm getting you straight in there. Like you oh, know for the yeah. 11, 11 p.m. version where it's like get you down do and that. dirty with these geology lectures. Yeah. Like that's the that's the Let's vibe. Talk about child marriages. Oh. Um. I still think Barbie Dreamhouse is funny, but it's so sad. Uh, no, do the Barbie do the Barbie Dreamhouse thing, but then it is just like I don't know. There's just that chance of like, well, now you've made me think about the horrible reality of this world. Well, um, I looked at the law, right? <clears throat> Check it out. This is this is where it stands currently. So it's like uh, age of sixteen. Sorry, sixteen and above, you can get married without your parents' consent. Whereas okay. sixteen and under, you can get married with your out. parents' blessing. And by and when I Good say Lord. under, I mean there's no under. there's no flaw. It's like the it's like the fucking thing on the on the twister mat. It's ages zero and up. Yeah, it's um yeah. How right? Uh, it's so I gross. Know, it's yeah. so gross. And then they like hate they hate like all those extremely Muslim countries who like we were saying before like on the phone the Tiger King thing. I yeah maybe. Something about he's isn't becoming president kind of a demotion for a guy who's a king. Um, oh yeah, like the American president—that's uh, like a far less prestigious position than the Tiger King. Than the being like king of the tigers. That'd be funny if he changes his name from Joe Exotic to Joe Domestic. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that's good. <laughs> Just um, so lame. That's funny. Fuck it. Yeah, run it. <clears throat> but oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, something about um, it's pretty hack, but like. Uh, I don't understand. This guy's whole job is just uh, basically just getting on like some stupid reality TV show where he just like throws hunks of meat to these dumb animals while morons. Are... Oh yeah, no wait, he is actually pretty well suited to be president of America. Oh yeah, this, this he, yeah he's going to be the star of this great other reality. Like do all that and then like the news, like you know that punchline where it's like, yeah, that's yeah, what yeah. I mean. Is it sort of like it makes sense? Like the news in America is already a reality TV show, and then his job was to just entertain morons like at his tiger parks and like yeah. All right, I all right. Know. We got it. We got it. The clock is ticking. We got three minutes before I need to jump and like okay. literally do this gig. Okay. So do, do you have anything for the chat D, uh, GPT with the dating? Uh, chat GPT with dating, like, I don't see why it's different to get a robot to lie on your dating profile that, as that's opposed funny. to yourself. Um, <laughs> um, but like, I, I thought it like this, this is the only one I had like coming in was, um, the, like the lady turns up and the guy's nothing like his profile and she's like, I got chat fished. You know what I mean? Like, chat fished is funny. Catfished, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, chat, I'm trying to think of a pun on chat GPT. Well, uh, yeah, no, since this started now, chat GPT has been seen wearing a fedora. Oh, that's funny. I like that. <laughs> chat GPT has grown, grown a goatee and is now sporting a fedora. Um, yeah, and, wants like to, and it really wants to show you a magic trick. Um, yeah, or what about like they're gonna come out with their own one specifically this specifically for this called Chad GPT. Chad GPT, that's funny. That's good, 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 good. Um, all right, 
Ganch, oh, thank you so much. I gotta, um, I gotta, I gotta put a tracksuit on me. and do the thing. When, when's your show at the <clears throat> Melbourne International Comedy Festival? Tell them about it starts, that. It starts on April 10th. It's just called an evening with Rohan Ganju. If you Google Rohan Ganju Comedy Festival, or just find me on Instagram. It's it's selling surprisingly fast. So like, you know, come get, come down if you live in Melbourne. Jump, jump on it for all the cutting off your dad's hand jokes and then jerking people off with it to get your money oh, to yeah, go every buy joke stuff I the pitch that you rejected is is going to be in that show now. <laughs> I like, I like to think I'm opening for you with all the jokes we rejected today. That's how the show is going to kick off. <laughs> yeah, that too. Yeah, yeah. Perfect. Opening right. and closing. Thanks, bro. Um, great. Thanks so much, man. Have a good day. Dude, pleasure. You too. All right, that is the end of this week's episode. I do hope you enjoyed it. If you did, take a second to subscribe so you you know you get the you get the downloads immediately when the episode comes out every single Monday. Uh, ratings are going well. Spotify is still in the lead over Apple Podcasts, but if you give it the five stars, that will mean we get more people listening, and I do appreciate it. Uh, you know, growing this growing this thing is a is a big part of my year, and I'm going to improve it. Every single week, I promise the improvement and I hope that is evident. Um, and just quickly, I know this is kind of going back a long way, uh, but when I introduced everything about Alfie Brown, I said a lot of you might not know who Alfie Brown is. And I just want to make sure that doesn't come across at any kind of dig at his level of fame. He's a very successful comedian. He's well known. He's being brought out to Australia to do the festival circuit here this year. I just meant in the sense that while in one part of the internet, this might seem like everything that's going on and everything is around this guy. It's just that most people doesn't even, sorry, most people don't. There we go. That's the lack of verb conjugation for yet another fucking week. I fucked it, but I'm not recording this again. I'm just saying that people don't even know this is happening. Whereas for some people, this has been a hundred percent of their day. That's all. That's all I'm trying to get across. See, this is the kind of shit that taken out of context can get you in trouble. Uh, that's this week's app. I'm sorry it's a bit longer than usual. I promise we'll be sitting around that 60 minutes uh, very soon. Next week, in fact, we'll get straight back to the mighty 60. But otherwise, to take you into the final week of March, here is Vertical. Vertical. 